This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Ooh, baby, we have a quick one for you this week. We talk all about what it's like when parents come to town to visit. Dipper says something, something. I do a little thingy thing. <laughs> then we go talk about Dragulous episode one and two, season five. Then we take voicemails, and then I leave. That's what we did. Enjoy the episode. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 1353659123835369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123535369123
Love uh, her. Long One John Silver. In New York City, there was a rat trapped inside of a Boston market. I had a friend named Allie Boston who used to work at a Boston market, and she would intentionally sk- steal the chicken skin off people's meals and eat it. <laughs> Allie, that's awful. She would just, when they were cooking them, if it had a little slight little rip or tear, she would just... And eat it. <laughs> she would also fr- she would also fry the chicken skin. There was a place. It was called Maharlika in the Lower East Side of New York. Maharlika. It was a Filipino place, and there was an order. I think it closed. I think it's now called Jeepney, or maybe that's their sister's store. Anyway, um, and they had a side of fried chicken skins that were like chips. Ooh, yum. Maharlika so is permanently good. closed. Hit that permanent button. <laughs> it was so good. It was do you like Filipino food? Are you have you yes. ever eaten Filipino food? Totally. Kare kare. It's like so peanut good. butter oxtail stew. Oh. I'm hungry. Um, it's nine in the morning. Did you have breakfast? Not yet. I went up packing my car. I got a pinche in the house with me, and Rubella's on her way here. Where are you to the desert? Where are you gonna eat? I don't know. Because somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way. Oh yeah. And you probably want to eat like good food for your body. Yeah, we me and Pinche have been very much sticking to the juices and the trying to stay okay. nice. Well, you know, so dehydrated out in the desert. You know, my Palm Springs recommendation. Um, I wanted to tell you a story. I, um, this week there was a, or, you know, last week there was a profile of mom podcast in the LA Times. Um, I know the LA Times. They they reported on my party, Fat Slut. They did a great job. They picked some wonderful pictures of everybody. Uh huh. For the, for the LA interview, for the mom podcast one. Oh, you pivoted back to me? Yeah. Cuz so they picked some really good pictures of You me. had pulled the um the conversation away towards you. So I was going to let yeah, you just Yeah. Well, because there. you're not special. <laughs> LA Times already recovered me. So why would I want to hear that? No. What what do they say? So, um I w- I was thinking I didn't know if it was going to be in print or not and then I found out it was in print. So you've gone through this thing where you're like, "Oh, I got to go get some newspapers. Mm-hmm. I was sort of in a weird spot, and I didn't quite know where to get them. And it was four o'clock, and I was Liquor like, stores. "Oh gosh, what am I going to do?" So I was headed down Hyperion to go to like that Trader Joe's Gelson's area, and I was like, "There's the Trader Joe's, the Gelson's. There's a liquor store. There's a gas station." I was like, "Somewhere over there, there might even be a newsstand." Mm-hmm. And I got stuck in like gridlock traffic, and I started to panic. And I was like, "I gotta get out of here." So I, I mapped that newsstand over by UCB Franklin. Mm. That's like literally just like a magazine and newspaper store. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's 12 minutes. I'm going to just like get out of this gridlock traffic and go that way. So I drive all the way over there. And as oh, I'm God. driving, it's getting later and later into rush hour. And like all of the tra- – everything starts to just like completely seize up. And the roads are full. Like it it got like really, really busy. I find a parking spot. I get out. I go in there. They have no LA Times. And I was like, 
you know what? And I was like so frustrated at that point because I hadn't thought ahead to just like get some newspapers. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm just going to drive back to my apartment, which then was mapped at 50 minutes. Uh-huh. Like it was just one of those awful days. And as I'm going, I'm weaving. This could have been avoided. Yeah, I just had no idea that it was going to be in print until I found out that afternoon. Mm. And then I was like, oh, here we go. So I'm weaving through Glendale, and I was like, you know what? Let me just go to Avon's and see. Mm-hmm. So I just went to the Vons, and they have the LA Times. Stacked up. I didn't know that you had to pay for them. Because rumor... Yep, that's, that's 100%. What they do is that they sell the newspapers. Okay, well, in Texas, the Houston Times, I do believe, was free. And you could just like go up to any corner that had it in one of those boxes and just open it. And you didn't have to pay. You just like pull out the whole thing. I guess sometimes there are free newspapers and sometimes there are paid. But I didn't realize that. So I just, when I went to go find the one that I was in, (laughs) I had to, me and my party fat slut got featured. A lot of pictures of me. So then I, and then also, again, and in that same weekend issue and another page, I was on there for being in the Dykes and Bikes. I was in it two times in one weekend. So I had to go find Saturday and Sunday. So I went to the bookstore, and they were like, Uh we maybe have some left. I went to a liquor store, and they were just on the floor of the liquor store. Like, they had taken them and thrown them on the floor, and it was like, this is garbage. So I went and just picked up three or four of them and walked out of the store, and the guy chased me out yelling at me. They're like four bucks a pop. I didn't know! And they were also on the floor as though they were sopping up liquids. So I was like, oh, it's yesterday's paper. He doesn't care. Like, wh- why does he want to sell it? And I only wa- I only grabbed the section I was in. I didn't need the whole thing. <laughs> I so, opened up each one and pulled out the entertainment. So I I felt better. I finally felt relieved. And this is tied into like... Are you going to get them framed? They, they are framing some at the office, yeah. So this ties into like that thing that I said about coming back to L.A. and like, you know, settling in. I don't think that would have bugged me a couple months ago. Bugs. All the gridlock traffic, all the, you know, like that's just a sort of like a normal thing. But like it was like my first time back in the hecticness of all that. From the from the woods. From the woods. So I uh, I get in line. I'm going to check out of the newspaper and the guy in front of me is has done that thing where like he should have got a little basket but he's playing with fate he's juggling all of he's his juggling items with his, his shoulders going up and down which maybe I do I'm I'm that girl who like walks in and I'm like I have no basket I don't care and then I will have 45 items that I've cradled in my arms Absolutely and he starts setting them down, setting them down, setting them down. And the last item is a glass jar of marinara sauce. No, he didn't. That he goes, huh, 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 and essentially throws at me, in which it lands at my feet and shatters everywhere. What shoes were you in? Though my one pair of shoes. Oh no. Um. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, man, my bad. Are you you okay? (laughs) No, all he said was, are you okay? That's kind. Not, I'm sorry. Never. He never said, I'm sorry. Just, are you okay? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not cut anywhere. Because there were, like, shards of glass everywhere. And then... um. The person who was bagging groceries came around with like paper towels and started cleaning up. 
and I, you know, grabbed some paper towels and I was wiping my shoes and my socks and my skin, like all of the baronera sauce off. And um, the gentleman who baronera. dropped, how do you say it? Marinara. Well, no, you. It's not like you said baronera, oh, and I no. was like, that's come from a bear. <laughs> and the gentleman who threw that jar of sauce at me proceeded to check out and leave the store <laughs> as I'm still fully covered in sauce. And like, he he didn't offer to buy my newspapers, try to clean up the sauce around, like. The lady even was like, do you want to go get another sauce? And he was like, no. <laughs> I think that he, like, fully went, like, the narrative I told myself to keep myself calm for his behavior was like, he's really stoned, completely got freaked out, and is, like, fully in, like, a tunnel of social anxiety. Like, he doesn't know what to do, and he doesn't know what to If I had done that to someone, I would be cleaning it up on the floor. I would offer to pay oh, yeah. for their groceries. I would be incredibly apologetic. Like, I would, and I would like, I, yeah, handle the scenario. The amount the of sorry's that would have come flying out of Not your one. mouth. Not one! And, like, how you would have been down on your hands and knees trying to clean it up because you dropped it. Like, that's the level of, I think people in L.A. and He didn't New York pick up are, a thing. I know because that's where they're at. They just are like, well, I I didn't own it, so it's not technically mine yet. <laughs> and I dropped it in your store, so it's your job to clean it up. So I'm just going to check out. I'm going to go and leave this problem for someone else. That's the type of shit people do. And then the lady. The, the social anxiety of leaving, though, I also feel that. I also <laughs> feel that. Because I have a story to tell you about last night when I had to go charge my car. Okay. That something but you finish, you finish. Well the lady the lady checking out was like, um she was like, Okay, sir, like you can come up and like check your I was like, babe, I'm still cleaning my legs up. Like I'm still getting the sauce off my shoes. Cause she just thought I was like they were waiting. All, they were all like, Why is this faggot overreacting to a little bit of sauce? <laughs> and like I wasn't I literally I was like quiet. I didn't say anything. Were you in like, a pair of overalls? Were they no, like I was giant babies used to get sauce all over themselves? <laughs> I was in shorts. And then I had to like put a bunch of paper towels in my car to put my shoes in because like I couldn't actually do a full clean. So then I brought them home and I like took them off and scrubbed them. And Remember that time I slipped on that rat? I just left the shoes on the street. <laughs> Drove home barefoot. <laughs> that rat carcass was already smushed. So smushed. And then you stepped in it and it's the kind of thing it's like it had the effect on your body like when a conveyor belt starts, but you didn't realize it was going. Yeah, it was when just you like first the... step onto like a like an icy yeah patch, like I slid on this dead rat, and then you just sent me the photo of the two shoes on the corner of the street. <laughs> you drove home barefoot. Wouldn't it have barefoot. been worse is if you got out from your car at home and you're walking and barefoot stepped and you on like stepped rat. on a mouse or something? It was so gross, especially because I had been, I've been like taking care, like, I don't know. Anyway, but just the bare feet. But so last night, someone had like a very, I think, social anxiety reaction to something that happened. But to preface this, normally it only takes me about an hour leaving my house to getting back to my house to fully charge my car because I pull up, it has fast charge, we're all great. But recently, the two fast chargers near my house have just been shut down for the last month. Oh. So everyone is going to these other two in Burbank, so the line is really long. Do you always I mean, see kind of the same people? No, but I know what cars 
if you're looking for an electric car and you want it to charge fast, do not buy a BMW. Do not buy a Volkswagen. Those are the two cars that if you see them in front of you, you're just like, oh, you're going to be here for an hour waiting. Those Ooh. cars charge so fucking slow for some reason. Got it. And the Audis. Anyway, um, so we pull up. There is a line of four cars, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and then two of the cars leave and go away. And then the other cars pull up, go in, and the car in front of us isn't moving. And me and Pinche are like, um kind of where we were placed in this Bank of America parking lot, um, if someone else were to come in, they could just swoop in front of us and go. So I start honking at this car, and he's not moving. And he's been waiting there. Like, this line has been there for a long time. We were there for about 30 minutes waiting, and then it wasn't even going to be our turn for another 30 minutes. So we were, like, in it for the long haul. That guy had definitely been waiting for about an hour. Nothing happened. So I pull up next to him, and he's asleep. He's, like, listening to a podcast. He's asleep. I'm honking. I roll down the window. I'm screaming, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. But you know the electric cars have the noise canceling inside the cabin. I didn't know that. They have noise because they don't make a lot of engine noise, so you hear more street noise, so they noise cancel. So I think it was just canceling us out. I was honking, screaming, and I go, Pinche, you have to tap on this guy's window. She goes, what if it scares him? What if it scares him and he attacks me? And I was Or like, he hits the gas. Well, hits the electricity. So then we <laughs> we don't know what to do, and we're staring at him, and he's just slumped over. Pinche opens her door, taps on his window, and goes, "Hi, um, go forward," and like points forward, and he looks forward. The speed at which he whipped around my car and just drove off. He didn't. He had been waiting for like an hour, and he just was like so embarrassed that he had fallen asleep in his car. He was like, uh, 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 and just drove away. So we did get in like a spot faster, but it was still just like me and PJ were like, that was insane. He waited so long just to leave because of a, a minor embarrassing interaction. I really identify with that. I do too. Like sometimes when I'm at a store. And, like, I'm like, oh, you know, do you do this roast beef sandwich? And they're like, well, we do a roast beef wrap. And I'm like, never mind. I'm not hungry. I don't want it. (laughs) Just fully leave. Like, there are these little things that it's just, like, I don't know what it is. That's, like, the biggest thing to work on in therapy for me. It's, like, it has to do with my ego. Like, it has to do with... Feeling weak or feeling vulnerable or something like that. I feel the same way because I oftentimes like over inform myself before we go, I go out somewhere so that I don't look like an idiot when it comes time to look at the mirror. You're not going to teach me anything. I already know it. Maybe I already fucking know it. So I don't like asking a lot of questions. But what's interesting is Michael doesn't have any problem just like asking a million questions, even if the person doesn't know the answer. He'll just be like, wait, so you don't know? And the guy's like, no. And he'll be like, okay, well, And I'm like, we'll just look it up at home. And he's like, well, someone here has to know. And I'm like, we can literally, the internet is in our hands. Right. (laughs) What is that? I don't know. I mean, just like I literally was about to be like, is it is it because we're gay? Like, I always don't think of your boyfriend as gay. Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, I try to (laughs) limit interactions with strangers to as little like, especially like with a service worker. I'm not trying to inconvenience them. Because when I used to work in service, I hated when people took up too much of my time and then never ended up buying anything. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's, like, kind of annoying. So I'm just, like, I'm going to let them do their job. If something is wrong when they bring out my food, I'm really not going to say anything. I'll just move it to the side. 
Yeah, be like your mom and just order another one. Be like, I'll have something. She does that, but she, you know, she also been doing this thing that my and I called it out years ago, but my family is finally in the group chat bringing it up. But she'll talk full volume at the table, and then when the waiter comes, she drops back to like a whisper, Uh! and she goes, "I think I'll have the um, Caesar chicken salad." She's trying to be demure. I don't know what it is, but it forces them to like lean in and go like, "Huh, what?" And I'm like, "Is this a power move, or is this like a?" Like, to get them real close to you, I don't know what that's about. My family doesn't understand group chat. Like, we have a text thread. I have labeled it family. Family. It's just fam. Family. Family. I care about my family. And the amount of, like, emails that my mom will send to me and my dad and my sister that it could be texts. Or Mm. it'll just be a new text that, like is me and my sister and just my mom, not my dad, but why not include everybody? Like, it's just, it's a crazy thing that they just don't understand. Just like put it all in the same place. Yes. My dad is a emailer. And so we finally got him. He carries his iPad out in public. Strapped to his waist. Now (laughs) we, but we have a group chat, but in it, he, he one doesn't know how to use an ellipses. It's like every three words, there's like dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, is this shade? I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And also, they're just long. Like, they could be emails. He's just now taken the email format and put it into text with attachments and everything. Baby. Parents. They just don't understand. And it's the holiday season, so we're all going to be hanging out with our parents a little bit more. Remember, they're getting older. Be patient with them. Yeah, or just ignore them. There's nothing they can do. Um, let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm-hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. If you live in Los Angeles, don't forget to come on down to Fat Sluts two-year anniversary where we are going to have a Fat Slut All-Stars with all-star winners of Fat Slut previously. We also have an incredible lineup, a show of all of my favorite performers and maybe possibly some guest performers who are not announced. But we will have Melissa B. Fierce, Creme Fatale, Kyra Jeté, Bitch Pudding, Cheetah Biscotti, all the way from San Francisco, performing one of my favorite numbers I've literally ever seen. Bijou Bentley, Melissa B. Fierce, and Vander Von Odd. Melissa's, we got her twice. Oh, you two personalities. We have the we have the WeHo girl and the spooky girl. You know what I mean? And we have a special judge, Monet Exchange. She will be there. She's not great at responding to text messages, but there is one where she said, Yes, I'll be there. So hopefully she holds true to that. I think she will. What? Cheetah Buscati, former winner of San Francisco, will be competing in the sexy food eating competition. Three-time winner, one-time tire, Brady will also be competing. And two-time winner, Chrissy Cakes, will be competing, as well as two one-time winners, one of which from out of town. We're just trying to get those flights set before I announce. Another thing, if you live in L.A., what do you do around Christmas time with your family? They go to the Grove. Everyone goes to the Grove and looks at the tree. They, um, you Is go to the a- movies. Oh, you have to Christmas go to Huntington. You, you gotta go to Huntington Gardens, and then there's also something in Huntington where they light. They like, it's like a nighttime where they. It's like Christmas lights, and you walk through it. Oh yeah, my parents would be so into that. Beautiful Christmas Archie, lights, Los Angeles. Weren't you just on the last episode talking he about... Never, he never gets up there. Meatball's cat Archibald is crawling on the counter in the kitchen. So when this bitch was on some, I'm not going to eat from your house because I don't know who's don't shitty little paws. <laughs> don't eat, don't eat at my house, I guess. What the... So welcome, everybody. It's time for... Spooky Seconds. As promised, we will be talking about season five. Season five, five of seasons. the Boulay Brothers Dragula. The um, budget this is there, is, honey. This is Meatball's alma mater, honey. She did season one. We have reviewed. The forgotten what? season. What did we review? Three, four, and three and four? Did we do two as well? No, we, we did Titans. We did Titans, and we definitely did four. And four, because that was Mary Cher- Meredith Cheredith. So, yeah, we just did the two. Really? I think so. I don't think we went back to three, because that was Bitch Puddin'. No, three was Landon. Two was Bitch Puddin'. We did we Landon re- season. Because wasn't Landon season the first season on Netflix? Because didn't None it go... None of them go- on Netflix. One of them was on Netflix, and then they moved to Shudder. It was, it was like, later distributed. Now, can I ask you a question? I don't know anything, apparently, so sure. I couldn't tell you where to buy a newspaper. Couldn't tell you what like, road to I, take. Here's the thing. <laughs> liquor store. If, if you're ever looking for something like a hair beret, liquor store. <laughs> what is a hair beret? Like the little clips. The little beret. Barrette? A beret? Why is it spelled the same as beret? Well, one is a hat and one is a clip. What were you going to tell do me? You you gotta meet the you consider being cast. on a streaming platform, do you think you, you as a person, because I don't. I've been on Netflix and I've been on 
Hulu, and I've been on Disney Plus, but I've never once been like I'm I'm on TV. I, right. I say, no, I completely I'm on agree. Stre- a streaming platform. So everyone's always like, agree. oh, I can't believe I'm on TV. And it's like, well, you are on, I can watch you on a TV, but you are not on TV. To me, the actual distinction, like, because if I was on like, oh, if, if someone was like a Hulu original production, you know, like uh, How I Met Your your Father, the TN was on. Yes. That was only on Hulu. Exactly. That That's to me is, platform. but that to me is being on a TV show. It is a TV show, but I don't think you could say, I don't know. This is my distinction. Like, when you could stream back episodes of Eastsiders on Netflix, that was like a distribution deal, but that wasn't like the production of the show was for television. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. So like when that. when you like shoot an independent movie that's like for a web series or for Vimeo, but then it gets distribution on Netflix, that doesn't mean you were like in a Netflix movie. That means like your movie got distribution. Your movie got later. distributed. What did you but think? But who of are this we to talk, season? bitch? Ooh, I, I you know where you can catch me? In my apartment. That's where you can catch me. Or at a poorly attended button. come on everybody. Concert. Okay, no one needs to hear about that. Now <laughs> Season five of Boulay Brothers Dragula. What Who are is your in thoughts? The cast? What are your? Th- oh, you want to go down the cast? Well, I mean, no. Let's talk about the shows. I watched uh, episode one, Terror in the Woods. Let's start there. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, you asked me that. Already. Yeah. Well, because I already gave some of mine. So I are- was really impressed by the budget level up. Yes. I thought the pace of the show moved really quickly, but they were like honoring the previous four years of the skits and the black and white and the ooky spooky and the whatever. So you get a taste of that. But I felt like the editing and the direction of the show now just like really leaned into like, it we're here for the contestants forward. and we're you here for the drag stuck. looks. Yeah. You don't feel stuck in like watching it this long. So yeah, I do love the pace of it. I love the new editing. I love. It's just like it's way better, and uh, I gotta tell you the fucking uh, uh, what are they called? The fright feats. Oh, they're real this time. The fright feats. The extermination challenges. Like those are legit. Like when they got dropped off in that car, and then they were getting actually tased. Yeah, baby, like that's real. It's it's back. Maybe Maybe she's back. back. Or it's starting. I think. I like all of the contestants. I think a couple of them, you know how there's like, I don't want to say this because she listens, but like, you know, Mary Cherry was the Boulay brothers' friend, and then they put her on, and it kind of felt like she was getting judged differently. Yes, and then they fucking dragged her in this And uh, this one, yeah. On they, this I didn't like that. I did not like them to be like, well, it's like showing up like an anglerfish. When and a Nosferatu beach, beach party. party. And it's like, yeah, but I, if I recall, you kept her safe and said that that was cool and interesting when it right, happened. Right, exactly. Um, I don't feel like there's anyone getting, like, overly favoritism. Like, everyone... Yes. Yeah, but there are a couple... There's I have a questionable few in the cast. Okay. I'm not going to say anything, but I just there's a few of them where I'm like, this is clearly just because you had a previous relationship with them. Um, I really liked Jarvis Hammer's, like, in the first episode. I just like the appearance of someone who's, like, very, like, 
I've chosen to be this funny character and I'm going to win you over whether you like it or not. And like, maybe we're not going to be won over, but they're just like, here I am, Jarvis Hammer. Like they're that, doing it. They're that was kind of the funny. They're giving us theater kid energy. They're giving yes. us Lady Gaga performing Wicked during lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And Fantasia, like so fun to see Fantasia on there. And so fun for her to just constantly be like, you don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know what I'm capable of. I can do anything. Um, tits are so huge. Yeah. Big so boobs. huge. Everything boobs. has to be like custom for her. There's no way. Like I'm talking yeah. about even her just like t-shirts and dresses that she's wearing. Or they're like baggy, baggy in the belly area because there has to be enough fabric up here. Like they're like dick. she wears four XL and then cinches them in. Um, do you know I, Santana? I, uh, she's from uh, LA. Right? I do know uh, like of them, but I'm not close with them. But I've seen them perform a couple times. The cunty commentary and behavior, I was living for it. Oh yeah, she's giving it in those confessionals. They all are. I feel like they're really, they're all there to make a good TV show, which mm -hmm. is really, really fun. And I think the the thing that we've talked about before, and I feel like with this new sort of format or editing or just like, it's clear that there's like a little, there's been, and you even talked about, it, there's been a shift of who is helping make the show. It's clear that the goal here is like, we want to make an entertaining TV show with a little bit of drama that highlights the artistry. And on drag race, a lot of the girls are not making all of their looks. And I'm not saying that every single look that is being presented by these artists, they've handcrafted, but I'm saying they they at least have a little bit more. It feels like they have a little bit more um, creative sort of, control. Yes, whereas like a drag race queen might just like hit up Diego Montoya and be like, "I and need like, a this sickening is the look." Theme. Can you make me a sickening look based on this theme? And that designer becomes the person. I was talking to someone about that too. I was like, at least these ideas, I, I, I hope for the most part, are coming from them. So you're seeing their art and their craft, right. even if they're not fully constructing it. It's their concept, and they're there creating Completely. it. And I think that it. it it shows a little bit more heart of the artist, where yes. it's not just like blah blah blah. You seem more invested in them because you're seeing what they're producing. That being said, Ooh. they don't like Onyx on dicks. They're like, we don't know who you are. I mean, I kind of agree. Oh, really? Do you know who Onyx on dicks is? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever met them before. I, I just I felt out of all of them before this, but like, I I don't know. I feel like I get it. She's like a cool. She's like the fucking party girl. But everything that they pointed out made total sense to me. Uh, like with each look, when they were like, "What is that?" I was like, "Oh, it looked cool. It was entertaining." But like the moment you start pulling. At the what are they, at the threads, the, the whole thing felt like it unravels. was unraveling, and I feel like out of her, like I feel like Onyx and um, Anna are like the least outgoing, and so they're gonna they're gonna immediately fall to the bottom quicker than other people. Mm. Anna, yeah, I feel like I keep I've met Anaphylactic numerous times. She's like Cheddar Gorgeous as like drag friend. They're, like, part of a family, I believe. Okay. And um, Anna used to judge 
the Boulay Brothers Dragula Bar competition here in Los Angeles whenever she was in town. Oh, okay. So she has a very strong relationship with the Boulays, and she's known them for years. Got it. So it was interesting to see that they're not, to me, from my memories, because I didn't really take any notes on the first episode, only the second one. I didn't, you didn't really see a lot of anaphylactic. Right. Um, I love what they do with Blackberry. She's giving Where's Waldo, and she's right here at the interview chair, letting the girls have it. Isn't she wearing, like, a striped shirt? She's wearing a striped sweater. I think a glasses. lot of them were wearing striped sweaters. I, those- you know what I love that they do on this show, which I feel like they sometimes do in Drag Race, but they do it a lot more, where they, like, they, they're somehow able to make the confessionals talk to one another. Oh, and they yeah. did or it last. When J.K. is fighting with with uh, Satana. Cynthia. Oh, Satana. Yeah, they did it last year too on last season, where like they're able to be like, "Well, fuck you, bitch. Well, fuck you back." Like in the confessional chair. Yeah. And I just think that is like really smart producing and editing. I think the challenge was great. I I think overall everyone's horror in the woods things were pretty good. But did you feel like J.K.'s? was as bad as they were making it sound. No, but I did really, really agree. And their entrance look had it too. Like visible, unfinished cardboard. That's Brooklyn, baby. <laughs> but like then be the cardboard monster. You know what I mean? Like That's Mary it- Cherry. <laughs> so what is your deal with JK? You're friends with them? I know of them. You fucked them? No. But plenty of my friends have. <laughs> now, because <laughs> she, like, I feel I like, like her. She... I think, but she is super annoying. That's like her whole judge. <laughs> it takes one to know. To one. know. One. No, but I feel like I she looks in the mirror. In <laughs> I feel like she, like, gets up in the mirror, gets up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and goes, like, stir the pot, bitch. You know, it's and time then, to start. And then, like, goes into the room, like, Cause it was, yeah. I mean, that was. It was interesting that based on nothing, they all had to say who was going to go home first, and then like out of nowhere, her and Cynthia have a huge rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, just oh, you said I had a loud mouth, and you didn't like the way I was dressed. Therefore, we are sworn enemies for this season. Like that felt wild to me. But you know, I'm trying to. I need to find out. Previous seasons, they've all stayed in a house together, and that yes. drama has leached into the show. So I need to know, are they being sequestered off camera, or is it the same thing where they're allowed to talk, and maybe some shit happens that we're not finding out Right, because that was the whole deal with the Mary Cherry season, is like there was so clearly off-camera drama that couldn't be talked about that we just yeah. didn't know, and none of... At least now, the, the conflict seems clear, because they keep just... Cynthia. But it doesn't feel forced or fake. Cynthia keeps coming back to, you called me a loud mouth on day one, so fuck you, bitch, and your drag is bad. You have cardboard. I can see the edge of the cardboard on that Amazon box. I was like, oh. And then Satana said, luckily Amazon delivers right here to the studio. Right to the studio. I mean, these girls are reading down. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Neo won the first. Do you know Neo here from L.A.? I have met them once or twice, but I, again, not super close with them. 
So she won the first challenge. Also, the prize has always been $100,000? Or was it fifty? No, it was like the last two seasons that it's been $100,000. Supplied by who? Us. Us. Cunty us. Us, bitch. Um, So she won the first challenge, which was amazing. And then Satana and JK had to hike five miles. miles. And JK had that injured leg. From what? From the sk- from the first part, they like cut their leg open. Oh right! And no. then bungee jump. How about how about when they were in the cauldron or the spooky um, serve vodka room where they were like, "I'll bungee jump five times." Well, I'll bungee jump, I'll six, jump times. six times. Well, I'll, I'll bungee, bungee jump eight. And then times. I cut to the confessional. I'll bungee jump eleven times. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, and so they had to bungee jump, and Satana stayed, and JK was killed off. We're back to the skits, and I love it. The and death scenes were fun. Season uh, Episode two is Children of the Can. Do you remember Trash Bell, Trash Can Kids? Garbage Bell Kids? Yeah, it's one Thank of my you. favorite movies. Okay. There's a horrifying movie of a bunch of puppets. And... um. They're just trying to live in a world. They live in someone's basement. They come out of the sewers. The sewers. Did you like this one? Did you like this episode? I liked it. I liked it so much. I was like, okay, you're making them drink horrible, gross smoothies. That meme of Fantasia, have you seen it? With the around? dripping. With the Girl. dripping, and it's just like six of her, like, huh. Girl, that dripping is like how every OnlyFans creator advertises their fucking porn. Now, what was in that goose, that <laughs> goose liver? What they say it was? They said a lot of gross things. I don't remember. Jellied it, eels. Yeah, it was like it was all edible, but it was all nasty, disgusting. Yeah. Um, and then I love that. I don't know why they called it the Teletubby Porta Potty Curse because they that was an insult used on. One of the previous contestants that looked like a Teletubby. Who's the one that wears all the like, f- uh, b- like big body suits and dress up like Sonic? And um, I think they're from Canada. The, uh, with the, the Yavska. Yavska. Oh, they said they called her like a Teletubby porta potty or some shit. I think got it. Okay, or they said so it about someone. So that's why they called joke. it. That. Inside joke. I um, I thought that this. was a great a great device. It made sense. It was funny. It was disgusting. They it it actually impeded on that person getting ready because there was a limited amount of space and light. It was great. I think at this point they're doing the attend the damn floor. Get to the floor now just because they know everyone hates it. And they're sitting there laughing at home like yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> um I what is the queen's name who did the hemorrhoid? It's like uh or or gothic. Or gothic. Work gothic. Their fucking look on episode 1 with like the worm, the Let's worm get arms. The shit out of me. That was really gross and this hemorrhoid thing was insane. I can't believe they're allowing that on streaming. Well, it doesn't you know look I mean? like anything. Yeah. I really love Neo Everyone is saying it different, so I would love for like to hear the actual pronunciation because some people sound like they're saying Neo Huru, and some right. people sound like they're saying Neo Hulu. Yes, and I think it's because we don't like we can't hit that sound. We can't hit that that Chinese sound. Yeah, 
So most people. I just want to call her Chinese vampire because that's what their Instagram is. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You thought I was being racist. I just thought you were being you. It's it's what I. Now let's talk about Matthew Lillard. Oh, sorry. Wait, I the um the pussies all over that spider. Wait, I want to talk about how JK got brought back and probably heard every single thing. Because oh, the yeah. moment Satana walked in, everyone was like, thank fuck. JK sucks. He's annoying. They We don't want them here. They cause all this drama, like all this stuff. And then JK walks back in. What must it be like to be on the other side of that wall hearing all that shit about you? I don't know. You, don't you have to deal with it with me all the time? I never hear you talking shit about me. Um, it must not feel good. That's probably why he they came in so combative and was like, yeah. I'm here, I'm back. Now, I heard that there was a 12th contestant that dropped out, but I've also heard another weird story that they were like, I don't know what's true. I don't know what's true and no one does, but apparently there was a 12th contestant that dropped out, which is why they brought JK back. Oh, got it. Now, I'm not here to comment on anyone's body. Oh, I am. What? Let's get to it. You but I want to talk, talk about, about Israel. And when Israel started on the show, he was a little more like abbed. Uh-huh. Baby, he looks so good yeah. in his current body form. It's like a little bit of like, it just sort of looks like, you know, when like a baby is full and they like push their little belly out and it's not like a fat belly. This is going to send him into a spiral hearing this. What do you mean? He doesn't listen to the show. Okay, good. That's a grown man. He's in his 50s. He doesn't need to listen to us yammer He's about 50? I think so. What? He's so hot. Like, he's just like objectionably so. Maybe he's 40. Can I tell you a funny story about him? Yeah. I've never talked to him in real life. Oh, he's really sweet. He's so sweet. He was in the Chapel Row and music video for Pink Pony Club with me as well. Where you and Victoria Porkchop Parker had to change in the restroom, and she said, you can go ahead and change your car, because this is my dressing room, Mama. She really did take that whole room over. Oh, man. Now, during season one, we all had to get ready for the zombie challenge. We all had to get ready in a small trailer that had no air conditioning on the set in the middle of Pioneer Town. It was the desert. It was hot. And Israel was like, I need to do my makeup too. And so the Boulets were the in their smoky air- eye. <laughs> the smoky eye. The Boulets were in their air conditioned trailer, and we were all six of us or seven of us were stacked in there. And then someone else was outside getting ready. Um, and I Israel was taking outside. up space in that room to put on his smoky eye. We were all like putting on our makeup. It took us, and we had like a very limited time to do it. And he was in there the whole time, just smoking out that eye. And then looking at the <laughs> looking in his mirror, backing up, getting up close, smoking out that eye. And eventually I was like, I think you got it. I think you're where you need to be. Maybe you could get out. Because He's... I remember Zochi Mochi had a fucking air gun or like what up air what do you call those? Uh, you airbrush. Call those? Airbrush. Airbrush guns. <laughs> and she was airbrushing her whole body in this tiny little bathroom in this tiny little like bread box trailer and i was like if you could leave more of us could have some space <laughs> i was like being so girl mean. i'm not mad take all the time you need if you're gonna look like how you look well he wasn't hog out and maybe if he was we'd be nicer he's so hot um the other things that i love we're gonna wrap up our spooky second segment here i'm obsessed with the turntable at the top of the runway that really is so lit 
I do like that we can see the outfits more in detail, top to bottom, front to back, instead of it being like a music video all chopped and screwed together, where you're like, what? Who is that? And the way that they have now chosen to edit them, where it's like, we see the outfit, and then we see the activation of the outfit after we've seen everyone. It is what made, to me, Throb Zombie so successful in this challenge. We're like... Oh, cool. You look like a garbage pail kid. The detail is great. It's incredible. Oh, those look like intestines on your ice cream cones. And the moment they took that ice cream scooper and basically started scooping out their own intestines. That was great. Sickening. What about what were you going to say about the guest judge? Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Slay daddy, work daddy, boots daddy. Boots daddy, do it, daddy. And then why did everyone drag Landon's shirt? I don't know. It's just a fucking shirt. Like, what are we? Why is everyone so mad? Girl, at they it? were they were on him. Like, oh, he's wearing three different reds. I love Landon. Was like, some of y'all were upset about my shirt, and then they posted where they bought it. Yeah, they were like, like, some of you are mad about it's this four hundred dollars shirt. Here's a shirt a where I bought shirt. it, and then also bigger fish to fry, free Palestine, <laughs> free Palestine, bitch. Um, yeah, I don't get. That also, I a lot of people are coming for the for the boulets because like they didn't color match their face to their like body, or they didn't color match their face to their ear. I I like, I mean, yeah, they're judging, but like, if I'm able to look past that, I feel like everyone should. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, uh, yeah, they forgot to paint their ear. Like, okay, I am of the Trixie. Trixie belief that like whatever skin is showing if you're on camera it sh- needs to be covered in makeup when when have you joined that belief well not for our podcast <laughs> the amount of body makeup to do that would be dumb but if you're like actually filming something mm-hmm. your skin should match it should go all the way down to any amount of skin the belay's looks have been incredible this marcos wigs on episode Those two. Fucking two episode two wigs is a slay i loved the kind of like stretched bat wing uh on their collar from the first episode the one thing that i will say is like i don't there are a couple editing choices that i don't get like in the first episode they appeared in that beautiful spooky house wherever that set was, like very cool. Oh yeah. But then they included them like stepping down around a pumpkin and it was like or just cut to the next shot where you're like, "No, oh, that's camp." And then Israel when he wheeled the TV in. Oh, I didn't <laughs> need to see that. It was like, I but that's that where I got to really joke. look at his body real nice. I think that was maybe part of the joke, but then it, like, it, maybe it needed a little like... Put the clown music Yeah, like, something so it's like funny, because otherwise I was like, huh. <laughs> or like, squeak, 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 yeah, squeak, exactly. like fully lean in. But yeah, All right, I'm so, enjoying this season. So Throb Zombie won um, the challenge. Uh, and then quickly told JK to stop talking. What did you think of that? That was a gag, and it was kind of that thing of like, um, I understand your intention, but you look like controlling and wild. You should just let your competitor flounder and then get kicked off the show. Yeah, or tell everyone, like both of them to shut up. Right. Because they were both fighting. But then to be like, every time you come into a room, you're at a 10 or whatever. was like Maybe it's like how they yeah, treated like, the Vixen. When they were like, don't react like that when people talk to you like that. And the Vixen was like, tell Eureka not to incite. To talk to me like that, yeah. 
But also, again, like, how are you supposed to hear everybody so excited that you went home and then compete Girl. after that? Like, and be non-confrontational and just like, ha, 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 ha. Yes, you can all drag me and make fun of me. I'm fine with that. So who was in the bottom? It was Onyx on Dicks and Cynthia. And Cynthia Dahl. And Cynthia gives me Ray Latrade down, by the way, in the interview chair. She is giving some of the best interviews. Her oh, and Satana yeah. are like the narrators of the show. Completely. Um, and then Jarvis Onyx. Hammer. It's Onyx Jarvis on- Hammer. You know, you kind of Jarvis kind of sounds like you and the Big Boulet mixed together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Onyx went home. I think I liked Onyx. Okay. Maybe I R- fell into the edit. Maybe you did. R.I.P. Onyx. You will be missed. I'm wide awake. Okay. We'll be right back after this break. And we're back. You have some voicemails for me? Yes, I have many voicemails for you. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening to Spooky Seconds. We're going to do that every week with a little update just in one segment. Yeah, we don't need to. And thank you all for asking where it was. Yeah, that was just my bad, you know. It was okay. What do you mean it was okay? That you missed a week because there was a, I mean, two in one, it's fine. <laughs> All right, I have seven voicemails. Number three. All right, well. Hey, Big Differing Meatball. So I have a crazy, insane, wild fuck, st- a fuck talk story. So I was on Grinder and I was talking to this guy and his pictures were really good pictures he looked really hot and i was gonna meet up with him um but he lived like 20 minutes away um so anyway i go ahead and i start driving to his house mind you it was like probably 2 30 in the morning you know crackhead hours and so i get to his house and he opens the door and when he opens the door you'll find out right after this little break and that's my big dipper impression Goodbye. Next call. Don't ever do that to me again. Ever. (laughs) Call number five. How about me? What do you mean? (laughs) He read you down. We'll be right back. Hi, fucks. I'm calling from Austin, Texas, and I just left a fabulous sex party. I have a question, though, related to sex talk. The question is, is sushi an appropriate appetizer sushi. to serve during a sex party? No. And also, what is? Also, I'm a top. It's just more so so that if I throw my own, mm-hmm. I can be a courteous host. That being said, the host of the sex party, very generous, very fabulous. Bye, slut. Wait, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Goodbye. I don't want raw fish when I know there's going to be sweaty bodies around. 
Yeah, you know, I actually have to think about this because you threw a sex party, and we're getting ready for the next one. Um, because like, like, so what I, I guess there's a difference, right? If you're having people to your home and you want to be a little more like, um, like uh, hot food, like like a bar, like that sort of like actual hospitality, I think there are some things uh, that you could put out. Little Smokies? Absolutely. Or the meatball version of that. You know, like the like meatball on a toothpick, like Costco. I guess for me, I just don't want to eat a bunch of stuff and then get plowed. Like, I agree. I want to be on an empty stomach. So I would probably like gummy bears. Gummy bears is when we do, when we do like the, the party, I put like gummy bears out. I put um, like plain potato chips that are just like salty. But the yeah, problem is like if stuff gets stuck nuts. in your teeth. Yes, some nuts. But what if someone has a peanut allergy? Have oh, you seen nice. the meme going around about the guy with the big bloated lips? Oh, because, yeah, his girlfriend had peanuts and he was eating her ass. Yeah, she, she farted in his it. face. Yeah, I don't know if there is like appropriate food. Like for me, none. No food, please. Just like yeah. bottled water and cocktails. Or you something. know what would be really good? Like a spring roll wrapped in rice paper with like rice, a peanut yeah, sauce. A bowl of rice. Just a bowl of rice. Ice cubes, honey. Popcorn. Jello jigglers. Jello. Yeah, but not sushi. Did you used to when you like like PTA snacks in high school? jigglers that you would use like cookie cutters to cut out and there would be like a shape of like a in a mm, pan of jello yeah yeah, yeah 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 how do you you just sort of pick it up and then you're like <laughs> yep right off the paper plate too you just suck it up um yeah i don't know sparkling water is good but, but the burps um you know, there is a sex party that happens in, in L.A., and they have a ton of food, including, like, chili dogs and nachos. And I'm like, this That's is crazy. But it's mostly for after. Mm. It's sort of like once you tap out, you can go and get food. That was like at Western Exposure, they had, like, the free barbecue, and it was, like, so – it was hamburgers, hot dogs, chili, <laughs> potato salad. <laughs> like, it was just, like, all this really heavy stuff. Everything like, cooked in butter and I. <laughs> Later and I like I was like mm. just the, and they were like serving it naked, you know. <laughs> Sprinkle a little pube on there for me. But Call no. number two. I was just listening to you guys talk about you know decorum in a theater, and I think people just don't know decorum anywhere. You go to a fucking bowling decorum. alley. Some places don't even make you wear bowling shoes. You know. <laughs> yup. Good. Bye. You go to a bowling alley, some of them don't even make you wear bowling. What bowling alley doesn't make you wear bowling shoes and where? I guess where they make most of their money is renting out the shoes. Exactly. Because the balls are free. The balls are free, baby. And the lane, I don't know, $5, $7, $13. We should get a group together and go bowling at that one in Koreatown. It's so nice. Oh, yeah. There's a bar in it. There's one up by us in Glendale, too. Oh, maybe I'll take my parents to that when they're in town. Bowling. My yeah, dad was like, we you, should throw axes. And I was like, what? Who was it throwing axe? Decorum. I mean, well, it comes back to my initial story about throwing your marinara sauce at my feet and shattering it all over my shoes and my socks. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's because, like, we feel 
now that we have more relationships like with our we have more like parasocial relationships and like relationships with our phones and our apps it's the kind of thing where people like don't want to talk on the phone anymore like prefer to order it from the app rather than like go shopping and look for something they're like oh i'll just like order it yeah and so people i think people's understanding of the world is a little more self-centered and so they're like I mean, I feel this way. Some people would probably comment on the way I dress as inappropriate. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because, like, I go to work and, like, technically when I'm at that job, it is a professional job. But I wear basketball shorts and T-shirt. And then when I was, you know, went to the theater in New York, baby, basketball shorts and a T-shirt. Like, I wasn't – it wasn't – And when you were – At that at- wedding – I wore in Queens at the wedding. You wore a in Queens at the wedding. No, in Queens and at the wedding, you wore the same fucking overalls, which are Joveralls because they're made out of no, they're not Joveralls. What are they? Sweat overalls. Overalls because they're made of sweatpants. A knit sweatpant to a wedding. But see, that to me is not disrespectful. That's expressing personal style. I would literally. And you know what? You know what Willem said the other day? He said tradition is just oh my god, what is it? You're gonna piss someone off. Tradition, tradition. is tradition. just oppression from old people? From dead people. <laughs> what is the quote? Oh no. Someone also called in and was like, Don't and said, Don't ever. fucking say a quote and make us sit here and listen to you figure it out. <laughs> Just move on. Okay, call number eight. Well, let's take a break and then we'll do call number eight. Okay. And we're back. The quote is, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. Well, that's absolutely true. But also, I can hate your swoveralls and it not be tradition. I agree. And I agree. And then I agree. Call number seven? Seven. Floppy a second. Floppy, 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 floppy. We never talked about the remix. Did you like the remix I created for the drag, uh, Brooklyn Drag Roundtable starring Pinche? You made that. Well, I orchestrated it. Someone Will made that? I instructed Will on how to make it, and I instructed Stone on how to put the edit together for the visual. It was house music. (laughs) (laughs) This is house. It was interesting. It was both horror and club. Yeah. Why was it so scary? (laughs) I think that's just... Your vibrato and our dissonant voices singing the words. It sounded slow. like when they take like a song. <laughs> it sounded like on us. Like a chopped. Yeah, it sounded like I us. Got it was like five, five on it. <laughs> like it was spooky. And I was like, this is supposed to be like uplifting. And- but it did come out in October. So. Yeah. Or November. Yeah. November. Yeah. October. 
All right, next call. Okay, I just never heard any feedback from that, so I just wanted to it was understand scary. from you how you felt. It was scary, ooky, spooky. Hey, ooky. um, this is not a story or anything. I just wanted to just point out a random fact. Did you guys know that meatball in Spanish is albondiga? Albondiga. Albondiga. So, Meatball, if you ever perform in Mexico or Latin America, make sure they introduce you as Albondiga. Yeah, so. Oh, and then spiciest Meatball would be Albondiga Caliente. So, yeah. Albondiga Caliente. I like when people call me spicy. They're like, and please don't say spicy. <laughs> Ice spicy. Albondiga. Yeah, uh, I did know that because um, Melissa B. Fierce like only calls me that. Mm. Albondigas. Albondiga caliente. Albondiga caliente. Because like you got to switch them. Right. Because Spanish. Portuguese is harder to learn than Spanish. What language would you be the closest to learning? Someone said German was the closest to English, but I feel like Spanish would probably be easier for me to learn because I already took a bunch of classes. Well, Spanish, French, and um, Italian are all Romantic languages, and then English and German are Germanic languages, right? Mm. Not, I can't hear my car beeping because those two guys don't know what they're doing. Not guys. They're out of drag. <laughs> Hi, Big Dipper. Hi, Meatball. Um, I am so excited to finally have uh, a quality fuck talk story to share. <gasps> I was just uh, traveling for work and was, of course, checking out Sniffies and like seeing what the vibe is. And came across this handsome older gentleman. And, uh, you know, things happen. We have um, a great time. And then the next day at this work conference, uh, I see that he is the keynote speaker. So uh, that's fun in itself. But then I go to the talk and I see that he is um, a prominent gay Republican. Uh, Yeah, I kind of don't know what to do with that now. Um, He's, like, been all over, you know, the various conservative blogs and podcasts and TV shows and all that stuff. And um, uh, I guess my butthole's haunted now. Um, Okay. uh, Goodbye. Thoughts? I mean, you didn't know what you were doing so it can't be that bad but just don't go back you know yeah i mean it it used to shock me that there were gay republicans and that like people or like people who like you know were deacons in the catholic church or like people who very clearly are not aligned with you know homosexuality it used to shock me that they were doing gay sex but girl no it's not that shocking at all. I'm like, you do have to be on the lookout for it to make sure that you're not... Like, why would you want to give someone a really great orgasm or an enjoyable sexual time when they um, vote against your rights? Yeah. 
Yeah. Give me one second. They're fucking around with my car and they're being dumb. Hold on. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us, or Sloppy Seconds, Sloppy Pot. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hey, Slops. Um, so I have a quick faggoty question. So there's this guy that I've been, I don't know, I, I don't want to say that we're dating. We've never said that we're dating, but we go and do cutie things. We're like, I don't know, we go to dinner, we go to shows. He took me to see Hedwig and the Angry Inch, this kind of stuff. And then, you know, now we're fucking around and everything, right? Um, so I don't know if I necessarily really liked the guy all that much, but I had this situation where we went to, I saw him at a gay bar here in town, um, and I didn't know he was going, you know, we hadn't talked about it or anything, so I was just like, oh, hey, you, and he's like, hey, um, and we were, we were talking throughout the night, everything was chill, and then at some point, there's this other guy there that was at the table, um, mutual friend, I know him, um, oh, and they both the went to the bathroom together, and then they were there for a while, and I went into the bathroom, and I, like, looked under the stall, and I saw the shoes and everything, and he was, the guy's shoes and everything. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's, like, you know, they're fucking around or sucking dicks or something into the bathroom stall. Um, and I felt, like, a little offended by that. Um, I don't know if that's, like, a, if that's, like, a good response, though, because, like, we're not actually dating. We've never said that we're dating, so we're not, like, monogamous or anything like that. But I felt like if this guy, if I'm going to date him, is going to fuck around with another guy in the bathroom, like, pretty openly in front of me. He's probably not, like, marriage material. I don't know. Um, but the kicker to all of that is maybe I'm just being a ridiculous, over-righteous slut because the guy that he had sex with in the bathroom stall, I had also literally had to have sex with him on another day, so, like, not right in front of the guy that I'm trying to date, but I've, I I want to fuck that guy, too. So, is that gay? I don't I think, yeah, I mean... I think it's rude that y'all went out on a date and then he proceeded to do that while you were on the date. They weren't on a date. They bumped into each other at a gay bar. Oh, no, that's not. No. And then they were like hanging out. No, you can't be mad. You are being a little bit upset about it. There's no boundaries. There's no rules. Nothing exists. So you can be in your feelings about it, but I think that shows you that you want to date this person or you want to be with this person more. You like them. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. I, you can be in your feelings. I would be in my feelings too. But yeah, I think completely. Um, but also, you, know, you need to understand. It's like running into a guy that you hooked up with, and he's in the shower with your friend. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go to an IHOP. You're gonna scream. It's gonna be over. You're gonna get those feelings out. What'd you eat? What'd you order? The guy told us to eat a bunch of eggs, but it just made us sick. The guy? The guy at the IHOP. We said hi. We're very drunk. <laughs> what can we eat to sober up before we have to drive our car home to our parents' house? Bread. He said eggs. I would eat <laughs> eggs. And then it made my friend vomit all over the IHOP bathroom. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. All right. To get access to our full uncensored video episodes, ad-free, and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.